Hey everyone, it's Hami here, CEO, founder, 6am Run, um, doing our third episode of the 6am Run podcast. We've been planning this podcast over a month now, and this is a person that I've been bothering the heck out of for the past month. So I'm really excited to have Officer Anthony Smith on the podcast. Anthony, I'll leave it to you. I always try to have the guests do their own kind of intro and go ahead, please tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got to where you are, but also how you got in connection with 6am Run, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. You know, super excited to be on tonight. And one of the things that I want to say is, you know, it's definitely a humbling experience to be on this podcast, to be able to share who I am, what brought me through, you know, the 6 a.m. run and how it all comes about. Again, I'm Anthony Smith, you know, police officer, husband, father, you know, motivator, inspirator, and definitely endurance runner. One of the things that strives me and pushes me to do more every single day is knowing that you need to take care of yourself. No matter what you do, you need to take care of yourself. And that's what we're going to discuss in this podcast today. I've learned of 6am, you know, a little over a year ago, you know, with just nutrition. Nutrition is a big thing because as all of you may know, whether you're running, whether you're just working out, you need some sort of nutrition to fuel you. And that is where I've stumbled across, you know, 6 a.m. run, especially coming out of Delaware. I'm here in Delaware. They're here in Delaware. How to represent your home state with nutrition. You're not shopping around. You're not looking around. You get everything right here. It's phenomenal. We are in a little bit, I think Pennsylvania is a little bit like this. We are in a little bit of a divide. You know, South and North Delaware are almost as if they're two different states. Yeah. A little bit. Still close. Still close. (laughs) I kid, I kid. That will, I, I will say, and jokingly, if, for our Delaware residents that listen to this, there is outside of the beaches, right, where a lot of us go to, you're someone like me. We have a lot of similar interests, basketball. I got to say, I think as I got older and I got to learn more people, that you're growing up here in the North, you have kind of a Middletown farm vibe on the Southern residents. But mm-hmm. you definitely, by the way, do not match that description at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Real quick, I do, we're going to get into it. We obviously we have a a lot we want to get to, but can you real quick, one of my questions for you to get into your profession, but also forget the profession as I've gotten to learn more about you, you know, you have a son who's a NFL prospect, forget just a D1 athlete, you know, your take on physical fitness, athletics, and just health in general is in a good way, very, very, very Uh, excuse my language, but very balls to the wall. Like you take this seriously. Can you tell us, uh, uh, go into that, like right off the bat? So biggest thing is, yes, I take training every day seriously, you know, because at the end of the day, tomorrow's not promised. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can say to yourself, I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to get after it. You know, maybe not today. We'll do it tomorrow. No, you have to do what you need to do today to prepare yourself to get ready for tomorrow. Right. That's the main thing. So if you know you want to get up and you want to start running tomorrow, you want to start working out tomorrow, why not start stretching today? Why not start refueling? Why not start hydrating? Why not start prepping yourself to accomplish the mission that you're going to do the next day? And that brings me back to motivating yourself. Sometimes we need to be self-motivated. Sometimes there's not another person that can take us to get ready. Sometimes we need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say, it starts now. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to training, you don't have to know what you're doing specifically. Maybe there's somebody else who can inspire you to push forward. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel with training. 
you know, it all has to start somewhere. If you want to run a marathon, train for the marathon. You want to run a 5K, train for the 5K. But you're not going to do it saying, I wish I could have, would have, should have. You're going to do it because you're going to say, I did. You know me a little bit. We're going to go off on tangents. You just mentioned husband, father. Let me ask you this. You've met my wife. What do you say to people? And this was my kind of thing. I love my wife. You saw she supports every dream I have. What do you say to people who part of it too, I think, and one of your messages we're going to get into, what do you say to people who start falling into just comfortability, right? And let me explain what I mean when I say that. You know, you hear about dad bod, right? You hear about becoming a father. Obviously, you know this, you raised a, a D1 athlete. So many things then become about your kids, right? And what I noticed was, is, oh my God, I'm starting to get comfortable. Look, my wife loves me to death. I could be 300 pounds. I could be a buck 50 shredded. My wife, knock on wood, why I married her, she loves me to death regardless, right? Yes, so that do yes. its part. But you do get comfortable, right? You say, you know, I will say this, and whether this is right or wrong, when you first meet someone, you're like, I got to look my best to impress this person, right? Yes, right, yeah. But that kind of goes away. So how you talk about motivation. I, I want to kind of harp on that for one second. How can you keep that? Because my wife and I are going on our 10th year of being married. And in terms of the relationship part, I don't have to impress her anymore. But it's not about that. I'll let you talk about it. I'm talking, I'm going uh, kind of off on a tangent, but I do want your take on that because I found like, she's not going to push me to, or say, you, you don't dare tell your spouse, look, go lose weight, right? No, <laughs> um, no, never that. So, so how do you stay, you talk about motivation. How can you figure out something to push you? Cause I had to do that on my own, but I want your take on it. Hey, you know, so here's the thing, homie, brother, when you mentioned one thing, you said to yourself, you know, you want to look for your best when you go out for that date, right? Right. Just like that job. You know, you got a job. You're going to make sure you shave. You're going to make sure your yes. hair is done. You're going to make sure your clothes are straight. You're going to make sure everything is done the night before when you're going for that job interview. Yes. Look, and the, look that the part ball, you want. You're going to look that part. You see what I'm saying? No mm-hmm. matter what, even if you got to fake it till you make it, yeah. you're going to do what you got to do to get right. that job because you know where you're coming from. You know yes. where you started. Right. Now you know where you're trying to get. Yes. But then the that destiny, you know your destination. Yep. Yep. The ball says to you, you know what? I think everything that you've done is fantastic. I'm going to hire. And you say, yes, I'm good to go. So you start working the first week, showing up on time, 15 minutes early, half hour early. You're doing everything that you need to do. Everybody's saying, man, you're doing so great. You're doing fantastic. You keep it up. A month goes by. Now it starts turning into 15 to 10 minutes early. Right. Now your clothes aren't laid out the night before. Right. Two months go by and you say, no, that's all right. Let me just put something on and just get to work. You know, you might show up late. Oh, it's all right. Because they normally don't expect to see me there until 15 minutes after anyway. So I still got time. Yeah. Because guess what? You just became comfortable. Complacent, comfortable. Absolutely. Complacent, comfortable. And you started becoming comfortable and you started saying, I got this in the bag. I know what I need to do now. Now I'm going to translate that to working out. Okay. You know what? 2021, we're getting ready to roll into 2022. Everybody says, I need a new year's resolution. I want to start working out. I want to be the better me. I want to be the best version of me that I can be starting out in this new year. First week, they're going to hit that gym hard. They're going to start running the miles. They're going to start lifting the weights. Right. But you cannot get comfortable because the moment that you start getting comfortable, maybe you're not going to run that mile again. Maybe you're not going to go to the gym that day. You say, you know what? I I hit it hard last week. Maybe let me take a day off. So what starts happening, huh? Mm -hmm. 
Now you start being comfortable, complacent, just like we said, the same thing with the job. Right. It doesn't right. just have to be the job. No, it's, it's every it's day. Just, yeah. It can be that. So now what I'm going to start telling you, and it's the third thing I'm going to say about it. Let's look at life now. Mm-hmm. You mentioned dad bod. You mentioned, you know, I'm with my, my husband or I'm with my wife. I'm good to go. Ah, you start getting comfortable. Yeah. You start saying, you start saying, I did everything that I could to get to this point. I'm mm-hmm. here now. So it's okay if I don't go run because you know what? They're going to love me for who I am. That is yeah. true. They are going to yeah. love you for who you are, but you also need to love yourself for yes. who you are as oh, well. A hundred Because you did everything that you could do to be committed in that relationship. You did everything that you could do to get that job. You did everything that you could do so that you could work out and leave, uh, live a healthy lifestyle right. for you, your family, and everybody around you. So why not keep doing it? So yeah. the comfortability and the complacency needs to turn into consistency. That's yeah. the three C's right there. The comfortability yeah. and the complacency <clears throat> needs to turn into consistency. You just need to I'm keep a- consistently doing things over and over again. I'm going to share a story. I've never even told you. I, th- I might have told you the story uh, maybe when you were here, but I have not said it for sure, obviously, on the podcast. So when we were first starting out, no one knew who we were. We would go to a couple like local 5Ks. People would just walk by my small little booty table. They were like, whatever. They would just like ignore me. And so you made it. I know you know this race. So Travis Mannion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Travis Mannion race right outside Philadelphia. They were so kind to me. They were like, hey, we need vendors. We're trying to blow up this race. Uh, There's no cost for vendors. Come over here. It's one of our biggest registrations ever. For those of you that don't know, Travis Mannion is a gentleman who lost his uh, life uh, giving service to this country. And his big quote that he said to his parents before he left and unfortunately passed away in combat was, if not me, who else? Right. So anyway, I go the Saturday before. And it was horrible. People were walking right by me. No one was really caring. They were more focused on getting their bibs and getting out of there, right? The next day I get up out of bed very early. I had to be there by eight o'clock to set up. It's raining, it's cold, it's fall. And I look over and my daughter and my wife are in bed, snuggled, warm. I like look outside and for a split second, I'm like, man, yesterday sucked. I'm not going to this. Excuse my language. You guys know I curse a little. I was like, I'm not going to this shit. I was yeah. like, I'm going right, I'm jumping right back in bed with my clothes on. I was like, F this. And it's downpouring. And the second day we were going to be outside because the runners were outside, not in the gym where the runners were getting their bibs. And I don't know what it was, Anthony, but like something as I went to, literally I went to get back in bed and something in me said, listen, this man went and volunteered his life for the well, service to his country. Absolutely. I'm sitting here telling you, I don't want to give you three hours of my time to sit in the rain and hand out a product, mind you, that my comp, my wife, who I'm saying is asleep in bed, she put her dreams aside for me, right? Mm. So kind of think about all that, what I was willing to do because I didn't want to for a second stand in cold rain, wet weather. Exactly. Right? Let me tell you how God's karma, whatever you believe in works. Because I think of that gentleman and what he did. I say, F this, I got to get out of bed. I'm not worse than this person. I'm there. And this is my company right? Do I really want this or not? I do, right? Let me tell you something. I get there, right there at 7.30, I get there. This group, and I don't know the gentleman's name, this was like three years ago. They come with a golf cart. They take me to my spot. They see I don't have a tent. They find me a tent. I was like, oh my God, I don't have to stand in the rain, right? The runners are starting to run. They actually need stuff today, right? 
it was for the first event in a while, all my events up to that point sucked. And obviously I'm learning. I don't know what's, you know, this is my first time in this kind of industry. And I was like, I literally almost didn't come here. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I mean? And so to your point, you get to these things where you have choices to make, right? The easiest choice is always stay in bed, stay comfortable, you know, don't go out of your comfort zone. The Persian in me, I must love the desert. I don't like cold weather, right? But it's insane what happened. Now I say that because I know you have a lot of experience in that area. So kind of what your thoughts are there. And I just want people to know, it's literally just taking one leap that can really change your life. And sometimes it's as small or it's as big, but you got to just do that. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you kind of interject on that. Well, so, you know, just jumping back into what we were talking about with the comfortability, you know, the complacency and consistency. Because once you start doing it, once you become consistent at whatever it is that you do in life, mm-hmm. let's just take running out of the, the equation, for example. Right. Getting up and just going to school, getting up and just going to work. It's consistent. It's a routine. It's a schedule that we must do. Your kids got to do it. You got to do it. Because if not, you're going to let a lot of people down. You know, so when we talk about consistency, it's doing the things over and over and over again. All right. And what that does is that becomes exactly what we need it to become, which changes so many different things. I want to tell you, like you say, are there times where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, man, it's cold out here. Man, it's super hot out here. Or man, not the day. I worked all night. I worked all night. You know, kids getting on my nerves, whatever the case may be. But then I sit there and I think to myself that there's people like you preparing for a marathon. There's people out there like others. She's out there getting after it. He's out there doing it. And we all have our own reasons to why we do. Keep in mind, I said, why we do what we do. Of course. Why? You have to find out within your internal, your internal body, what is your why? What keeps Mm -hmm. you, keeps you, you said that that gentleman lost his life. And if he can go out there voluntarily to give his life for this country, Mm -hmm. why can't you get out here? For my business. For your own business, something that's going to carry future. So I all say that to myself, what is your why? And I'm bringing you to my why. My why here is uh, one of the reasons why I do what I do, because, you know, the story with the, with the fallen service member is heartfelt. You know, I was in the military, army airborne ranger, went through ranger school, seeing a lot of stuff with that. You know, I'm a law enforcement officer, seeing a lot of stuff in law enforcement, you know, we'll touch base on, you know, military law Mm -hmm. enforcement. So you see a lot of stuff, you know, and I always say to myself, every day we wake up, we're already winning. Mm -hmm. We've all been struck by losing a loved one or a friend. They're not here anymore. And that's why I say every day you wake up, you already winning, because if you still got breath in your body and your feet allow you to walk, there should be no reason that you're not pushing yourself to make sure that your health and you stay maintained and healthy family and for life. Why? Because every day you wake up, you're already winning. My why, my daughter, my daughter had two open heart surgeries. Here she is 20 years old, 20 years old. And she's already had two open heart surgeries. One when she was born and then one when she was at the late end of her high school career. You know what I mean? Getting that, saying to yourself, you know, healthy hearts, healthy living, two open heart surgeries. She's not going out here and running marathons. So why can't I go out here and run it for? 
you know, and with we, kids, it's especially obviously your own, but just with kids in general, we were talking about here, we were talking about another child, not to interrupt you, but with kids, it's the worst because it's just, I don't care who you are, what you say, that's just unfair. What did they do? No, no child, you know what I mean? Did, did anything to deserve going through that crap? Not at all. And I would trade in my life at any time to make sure that I was the one going through it before my own child. Exactly. You understand? Yeah. That's what, that's unthinkable. Right. So fast forward. And even, even after that, you know, healthy recovery, she's doing well, you know, we just recently hosted a childhood cancer 5k in Dover, mm-hmm. Delaware, a childhood cancer 5k, because sometimes when we think of cancer, we don't think of kids. Sometimes no. we think of somebody that's older, they're fighting it, going through it, or, or we're saddened by it, which we are. Mm-hmm. But what happens when it's our children, what happens yep. when it's those warriors so over here you know we have you know children who ran ran in this 5k one of the little girls ran in this 5k 3.1 miles wow and fought cancer you know what i mean and to see her come through the finish line let's go back to what we said earlier what is your why Mm -hmm. if she can get out here and get after it why can't you if she can do it why can't you have some sort of motivation to say to yourself well i'm not really feeling good today Neither was she, but she got out there and she rolled. You know what I mean? And and it's not, and people, runners now know this, and I know this coming in. People get so like, well, I'm not a runner. I'm a jogger or I'm a walker. It's, I always tell people, and I said this in my, in, in a TED talk I did, I don't care if you walk three miles, go do it. It's better than staying in your bed on your phone, you know, scrolling through Instagram, right? Um, so go do it. Like, and then that walk can turn into a light jog and then that light jog, you know, can turn into something, you know, I am doing New York. Look, I did not do it in New York in any um, crazy record breaking time or anything, but my bet to myself was I'm not going to stop whether you call it jogging or running, but I'm going to keep that jog minimum pace. Right. And I did that. I'm proud of myself. And then back to your point, I will say this, the rewarding part of that and and I, I couldn't anyway, my legs were rubber and I couldn't even get out of bed. So that's part of it. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but it was cool. You know, for me too, it's like, I use it as a little bit of a reward system, so to say, and let me explain what I mean. Okay. If I ran the New York city marathon, one of the things the whole time that kept me going was knowing Hami, you get a week off after this. Hey, that's a reward right there. Positive. You know what I'm saying though? Like that, I enjoyed that week. I'm not going to lie. There's people, you're probably one of them. There's people that see me on Marsh Road on Sundays run at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I get every single time I get a friend of mine, you know how small Delaware is, 6 a.m. run. You're like a, a joke. Loser, you woke up at 10 in the morning. Listen, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't get up at six in the morning every single day. Sundays, yeah. if I want to sleep in, that's my day to sleep in. That's my reward. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That's your reward for all the hard work that you put in. And one of the things that you said, um, you know, and I, and I like to say this for our listeners, because when I say our listeners, I mean the same way that I'm talking and articulating everything that I say, somebody's listening to it. But when somebody else is on here, I'm listening to them. Mm-hmm. So we're all listeners. So one thing that I'll say is, you know, you did your marathon, 26.2 miles is a milestone, right? Yep. And last I checked, it doesn't matter if you ran that marathon in two hours, two and a half hours, three hours, three and a half hours. Last I checked, the distance for it was 26.2 miles. Crawl, walk, or run, you get it done. Yeah. That brings me into what I'm getting ready to say now. 
we do not ever have to compare ourselves to anyone no. No, 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 no. attributes of workout ethic. It's hard not to, by the way. It's hard not to. 1,000% it's hard not to. But yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you. But yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So, you know, well, we, you know, we can go on it. So like you say, it's very hard. Yeah, is it, is it hard? Yes, because you can be towing the line at a marathon. You're excited, ready to rock and roll. Gun goes off, cannon goes off. Everybody just starts out. But you got to say to yourself, well, hey, I'm running too. Let's go, right? Right, but right, you right. Gotta, Oh, no. You got to stay in your I, lane. I have, I got to stay in my lane because my training, I was training to meet and exceed my limits. Right. Okay. But what I'm going to do is I know this is a marathon, no matter what, even if it was yeah. a sprint. Typical terminology is this is a marathon, not a sprint, right? Well, what we're saying is whether it was a marathon or a sprint, run your race. Right. Do workout because that way you can't blame anything. If something doesn't go right, you can't try to scientifically figure out what went wrong. Right. You say to yourself, no, I did everything that I trained for. Yeah, I did I trained for. It. And today is my day or today wasn't my day. Either yeah. way. You ran your race. So as I say, let's check. If somebody say, hey, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do a 5K. If you're running for time, go run for time. That's good. You're trying to get your PR and you're trying to get your personal best. That's great. And sometimes people's personal best is 3.1 miles. So therefore, you got to look around you and say that we all accomplished that mission. We all are successful. We all have been warriors on this battlefield, on this pavement, or on this trail all day long. Whether it was a 5K, 10K, half marathon marathon 50k 100k or 100 miler the reality is let's get across that finish line and do what we have to do yep and you're you're in this it's funny i want to go back to and one thing i learned with my daughter it's um obviously my daughter blessed with my genes right and I, i say this to her all the time i think as a parent It's funny you say that. We have to really live by what we preach. You know, my daughter's not blessed six foot two, getting, (laughs) you know, like jumping out the gym, anything like that. Right now, what's funny though is, is like to your point, I always thought, man, you know, and and I I say this to her. So it's funny, Layla knows this. I always was like, all right, man, Layla's going to be five, five at best. Right. She's not going to be, you know, six, two WNBA is not going to happen. But I said to myself, you know what? There's things within the basketball game she can be amazing at, right? She can be a great shooter, right? Right. And those are the things, to your point, it's staying in your lane just by being a great shooter. And I found out, obviously, now there's D1 scholarships for that. There's offers for that. You know, and and I look on all these, your son is in college sports, so you know, football more than anything, because they've got 100 players on scholarship roster. Like there is on every college basketball team, there are multiple women that are five, five or under that have a scholarship. Yes. You know what I mean? So you kind of growing up and as a first time parent, she's my oldest. You're like, oh man, she's not that tall, whatever, but it doesn't matter. No, it's it's the heart. It's the drive. It's does she want it? Does she want it? And you know what, what you said to that is we all need to be our own surgeons. Okay. But I'm, what I mean by that is, and I always give these analogies, always give this thing of, you know, what, if we're going to compare something, try to compare. So what do we know? Surgeon, he needs to work with precision. Yeah. So you need to actually do a <laughs> surgery on yourself to figure out yeah. what you need to prove or what's your strength versus your weakness. Because if you know that, you know what, I don't like getting up early, you need to work mm-hmm. on that. If that's your thing, yeah. if you need to up early. You know, I don't really like to run long distance, but I want to be a marathon runner. So yes. you know what 
objective and the mission is, we just need to take the steps to get there. Okay. So how do we get there? I'll give you an example. When I joined the military, right? All I knew is I wanted to join the military. You know, life just wasn't the way that I thought it was, you know, coming out of college, money wasn't right. Credit wasn't right. Health insurance wasn't right. Everything wasn't right. Next thing you know, I go to the, to, to the recruiter and he's like, Hey son, uh, yeah, as bad scores wasn't right neither. So now nothing's going right for me. And he's just like, oh we, we can get you in, but we got an infantry position. And I said, all right, sign me up. Do I get a signing bonus? Because I need to go ahead and take care of some bills and everything else, right? So that was the plan. So here I'm, you listen to where I'm going. As I was going through basic training, I started hearing things about airborne school, special okay. forces, ranger school. And I said, do I get paid more money? They said, absolutely. You get jump pay. I said, well, sign me up so I can start jumping out of airplanes, right? Next thing you know, here I am jumping out of airplanes. Never thought in a million years I'd be jumping out of airplanes. They prepared me to get to that point. So now what I'm talking about, just so I'm not going on a tangent, what I'm talking about is what are you willing to go through to achieve your mission? I I wanted to be very successful in the military, but the only way to get there is I had to do more than being ordinary. I had to be extraordinary. I had to push myself more than anybody else. So if I had to do more push-ups and sit-ups in order to get a specific contract to go to a different school, I need to do more push-ups and sit-ups. I wanted to make sure that my home life was better. I wanted to make sure that everybody that I was leaving for all this training is going to be able to reap the benefits from what I'm doing. So it's the same thing. You're training for a marathon. You're training for you know a competition. Your family has to go through those long late nights of you coming in late from hitting the gym, waking up early, seeing you miserable, pulled muscles. It's the same exact thing what I'm talking about as I was going through the military. Yeah, I turned around and I went through special forces training, ranger school, things like this. They put me through the worst thing imaginable to prepare myself to be the best. I never said that I was better than everybody. No, but your best. My best, to be the best that I can be. And a lot of our runners in our groups and stuff, obviously David Goggins is huge in our industry. Oh um, man, great. I know you met him. We maybe we can get into that real quick too before we're we're done here. But it's funny, I think he, in not so many words, I don't want to mess up any quotes or anything, um, for sure. But it's I felt like what he was kind of saying in his last book, like going through to be a SEAL, right? Like mm-hmm. he knew in his mind they're trying to weed out the bad ones, right? To get rid of the people that just didn't have the heart, didn't belong. Right. So they throw you in the water, arms tied. It's one of those things of like, and I'm obviously I'm paraphrasing a lot here, but this is what I took away. I feel like he knew, look, these motherfuckers are not going to let me die. No, uh, -uh. not at all. Right. I might pass out, but I'm going to wake up on the other end. They're going to come bring me up and bring me back to life. In a way, he just allowed himself where we all get into that kind of fear, fear and flight. That's natural. Right. Yep. Like, Whereas we see, oh my God, I'm about to black out. I'm about to pass out. We might not want to get to that point where I think his level of going all the way was, let's go there. Let me do this pull up until my bicep rips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll get better. Now, I think that's a level of crazy a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Right now, that's obviously why he's famous, rich, writes those books. Not everyone can take themselves to that level of, I don't want to say craziness, Mental but tough. not everyone can take themselves to that next level of, Hey, I'm going to do this last pull up. My biceps going to rip, but I'm going to do it. Right. Do it. 
So it's crazy. I mean, forget David Goggins. I don't know the name, the movie, the gentleman whose arm, you probably know this. I know you read a lot. The gentleman in, uh, he was rock climbing or something. His arm got stuck Mm -hmm. um, between two rocks. This was like many years ago. I don't know if you remember with a Swiss army knife because he knew no help was around. He cut his own arm off to be able to get to safety. You know what I mean? He knew like where probably, I don't know the percentage, I'm guessing here, 90% of people would have just died right there. Would have gave up. Would have gave up. This guy knew for me to live, I've got to cut this arm off. And he did that. And there was a movie about it. You guys can look all that up. What I'm getting at is, to your point, everyone's drive level is different. Obviously, I'm not saying you got to cut your arm off. I'm not saying you got to faint. I'm not saying you got to do a pull up to your bicep ribs. But Mm -hmm. you can take yourself to an uncomfortable level. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm kind of, you know, getting out with you a little bit. And I I love that's, I always feel like you, the group pushes each other so much. Yes. Stay in your lane. But, and where where I'm going with this is I had to do that marathon. I could not let myself CEO, founder, everyone supporting me. And all these people are doing it. They're all doing marathons. They're all stepping up. They're all doing these challenges. And one of the best things for me, and I love technology for my Apple watch, the whole marathon, as Rob would go live, as you were calling, something was going on, every comment, kind of me hearing the thing in the earphones and the comment coming up on the watch. And I'm like, oh my God, there's 20,000 people in our group. And like, there's almost a thousand people right now wishing me well, right? That right there was just like, man, a thousand people. And, and, and I'm going off on a little tangent here, but a thousand people that I've never met, I don't really know that well, They do love our products, but these are people wishing me well just because they have some kind of connection to me. This is insane to me, by the way. I don't know if you want to kind of harp on that for a second, but so, you know, rooting me on. Yeah. So what I want to actually touch base on, rooting you on, right? It's one of the things I I didn't want to go too far back, like reaching out to you. I knew what mission you were getting ready to do. You've done it, by the way, many times. Hey, man, I'm telling you. I knew that you were towing the line for there's no point. There, there's no point of any return right here. Right. You know what I mean? You already set yourself up. Training has been phenomenal. This is the time. This is go time. There's nothing that needs to stop me now. That's right. it. I have to do this. So it comes back to that mental toughness. Okay. You mentioned the guy, you know, he had to cut his arm off, right? He knew if I did not do this, I'm going to die. Right. All right. If I do this, there's a chance of what? Life. I can die. Also, a chance. Right. The will to live, the will to succeed is what gets us through. And when you're faced with that danger, when you're faced with that next level or that next obstacle, it's the will to proceed and get past it. Okay. Again, we're not all rock climbing, you know, Uh, we're not all doing marathons, but there's something in your life. There's some obstacle or something that you may go through where you're going to have the will to say, I can't turn around and do this. Okay. Going back to military, right? We talked about David Goggins, you know, metal man and, and anything that you've seen from videos, books, that's him in real life. That's exactly what he is, you know, and we were actually talking about ranger school. We both went to ranger school. He was a SEAL, but he went to ranger school and went to ranger school. I mean, you do everything from airborne jumps out of airplanes, C-17, C- C-130s, uh, mountain climbing. I never thought in a million years I'd be mountain climbing, let alone right. jumping out of airplanes and, and wow. you know, being starved. But what I'm trying to say is, the will to survive. And the back of my mind was, this is training and they're not going to let me die. But I also knew that there was a possibility 
Okay. What do we know about real life? Real life isn't the movies. It's yeah. not fiction. Nonfiction. This is the real deal. If yeah. you don't train properly, the possibility is you can die. Yeah. Okay. If you decide today, oh, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to go run a marathon today, right? And you didn't do any training. You didn't do any stretching. You didn't do anything with nutrition. What could happen? Your body can go into such a low zone. Yeah. You might end up in the hospital. Okay. Yeah. You might say, well, the medics aren't going to let anything happen to me. Well, guess what? Hopefully they can help you. Okay. Same thing with the military. Well, you know, they're not going to let me die if I jump out of this airplane, if my parachute doesn't open. Right. Okay. So there's things that you have to do with training so that you don't overreact. Exactly. Yeah. Instance that your parachute doesn't open. I know I need to pull my reserve parachute right. or if I do fall, I need to activate some sort of flare or I need to do something to let somebody know I'm still here. Law enforcement. If something happens in law enforcement, that fight or flight needs to come in. You're the protector of this city and this community. You need to do anything that you can to make yeah. sure that everybody is safe. Flight or fight at the same instance when something that we don't want to accomplish starts becoming a little bit too uncomfortable. That's when you heard David Goggins and we say it, you know, special operations or anything in that aspect, you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So if you're running that marathon and you get to a half marathon, 13.1, and you say, my legs are starting to hurt. You need to kick back in and say, Hey, guess what, Smitty? It doesn't matter. You still got 13, one to go. So right now you need to keep on going. You need to absolutely keep on going. I want to do a podcast uh, kind of because what I was trying to do was every kind of borough, every mile marker, I was trying to kind of like really try to really remember it. It's not like you can pull a notepad out, right? And take notes or write in your your notes. But I definitely, Rob and I want to do a podcast where we talk about it. He was fortunate. I don't know if I told you this, Rob and my wife and my baby daughter, five-year-old, six-year-old, London, I don't know if I told you this, you know, to be my nutrition and to be there for me. Uh, I think I told you this. Do you know they walked a half marathon? No. Uh-uh. Get so out of to here. get to those points, to get to the subway, to get to three points where I said, hey, you guys be here. Um, Rob mm-hmm. counted his steps. He's like, dude, do you know your wife and I walked over 12 miles? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's a like, big I didn't think that. I just thought they're going to like Uber to the next stop, but it wasn't. Obviously, you know how big the New York City Marathon is. Definitely. So it's crazy. You need sometimes, like you said, you got to have the plan. You got to have, you know, your support. There were some people where I give them credit where they were like, you could tell they were just on their own. I don't know how those guys did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's something I think, like I said, I think my motivation Every morning, by the way, again, you just said living in Delaware, every morning is not easy to get up and go run. But when I see literally, it's crazy. There's people in our group that are up at four in the morning, their time, because I do get up weekdays, 530, check some emails, go get my 6am run. And I try to be like out the door to run by like 615. I'm not going to lie. But what's crazy is as I'm doing all that, as I'm checking my phone, I feel like there's already like five posts in the group of people who've completed their run. And you know, you and I are East Coast. So what does that tell you? These people did it like well before 6am. Correct. Correct. Way before that, because that's, that's what they got going on. Right. And that right there is like any day that I'm feeling like, eh, you know, I know look, you, you get sick, you need to take a rest. I'll say one thing. I want your opinion on this. We're not obviously doctors. I always get really, really super sick right after New Year's. And I'll tell you why. Literally Christmas, you're running around outside, getting a bunch of gifts, doing a bunch of crazy things, right? Then you have Christmas, you have 
that week, kids are off. You're running around, getting them to where they got to get to. You have New Year's, again, probably out in the cold, getting to your New Year's party. I am so run down after that week. It's almost like clockwork. January 3rd, I crash with the flu. And I get my flu shot every year. So why I say that is your body sometimes needs to recover, needs rest, right? And that's not by running. That's just me running around, knocking errands out. I'm 42, right? So it's like... Still active recovery. No matter what, you're still moving. You're not just sitting home, not doing anything. There's still recovery there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I learned that. So, and I, I love, you know, like I want your take on that. Like, how do you, because I do feel like, and this is where it's hard not to compare myself even to you. What is like the downtime? So you're going to do all these crazy things every day. This is what I'm getting at with that kind of statement. What, and your job is on your feet. So where, where do you say to yourself, all right, man, I got to right now, sit my ass down, take five hours to sit down, obviously eight hours of sleep. What's your curriculum like for the recovery? So you okay, don't, so your one, body doesn't break down. Correct. So one of the things that I'll do is I have to think about and balance, you know, work life, family life, and then work out life. Okay. Again, work life, family life, and work out life. There's, there's, you have pillars. There's pillars to it. There's pillars, there's levels, categories, whatever you say, however we make it work. And I want everybody who's listening, you have to think to yourself, if you want to get better in this game, no matter what you do, you have to start categorizing and breaking things down, which makes sense. 24 hours of importance too? Yes, prioritize. You have to have the priority. You have 24 hours in a day. And if you are the type of person that says, I need to have eight hours of sleep, Okay, you're running into that time clock for that 24 hour day. So I'll just give you an example. Let's just say if you get up at 6 a.m. and you say, okay, I want to go out and my goal is to run some miles. Well, maybe let's not put a duration. Maybe let's not put a how many miles. Maybe put a durational. Maybe I need to just run from six. Maybe just run from six to seven. Because now what we're doing is we're not trying to maximize the mileage. We're trying to maximize the time in our day. Right. Okay, so now we're talking six to seven because I need to be to work by eight. And if I'm Mm going to go work from eight to four, work time has to be dedicated to work time. You can't say to yourself, I need to concentrate because how can you concentrate on your job when you're worried about the marathon or you're worried about crushing certain mileage and different things like that? Because if you mess up something on your job and then you don't have your job anymore, what was the point of trying to train to keep going out for? So this this can be, by the way, I know you do a lot. This can be an expensive sport. You travel, you do a lot, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Very expensive. So guess what? You need that job as well. You need that coming in. Okay, so then once you get off work, you have to say to yourself, okay, this is the time that I'm getting ready to dedicate for another workout. Maybe if it's not a two a day, this is my workout time. You have to have the consistency with it. That has to be your workout time. It doesn't necessarily have to be a run. It doesn't necessarily have to be back buys and tries at the gym or abs. Even if you have to do something at home, you know, push-ups. I want to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups. Break it down by 25. 25 push-ups, 25 sit-ups, 25 push-ups, 25 sit-ups. Figure out what works for you. Right. But also, everybody, I want you to listen to one of the things that I just mentioned. You're breaking down your day. You're breaking down your 24-hour day. And I still haven't even talked about what you're consuming during that day. Yes. Because you can do a nice workout, but if you didn't have that protein, if you didn't have that different type of supplement to keep you fueling, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, it doesn't matter if you got all that rest overnight or not, because you're going to be tired still trying to make it through the day. So yeah. what do people tend to do? And guess what? I've done it. 
You know, there's times I still do it. You know, uh-oh, let me grab that energy drink. Although it doesn't have, you know, all the zero sugar and zero calories and everything else, it's 300 milligrams of caffeine, depending on which yep. one you get. So now you're relying on that to fuel you through the day to get you ready for your afternoon workout, right? Yeah. But you find out that you just crashed. You're tired. So what do you do? Let me get another energy drink. Maybe get another 300 milligrams in me just to get me jolted to push through that workout. Yeah. So then into the night, I can just crash. But maybe you need to fuel yourself with something different, which is going to bring me through this when we look at meals. Okay. Whatever your meals is. I'm not the moral meal police on diets and different things like that. If you like you know, meats, if you don't like eating meat, if you, you know, you want to go plant-based, we're talking the supplemental value. Yeah. I want to talk about 6 a.m. run. I want to talk about your marathon product. That is a product, ladies and gentlemen, the name speaks for itself, marathon. That speaks to itself because you're now taking something that's keeping you fueled, keeping your muscles ready to go, keeping you hydrated, keeping you moving through the course of the day for its self-name of a marathon. It's pushing you today because it's not a marathon just because I'm running a marathon. Let's not get right. the name, you know, no, twisted. Let's the name, actually the name is in a weird way, misleading. People need to take it every day for the aminos, the natural green tea, but you're not, no one, I don't care who you are. No one in the world is running 26.2 miles every single day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what yep. I mean? You're not 26.2 miles every day, but guess what we are every day? We are 24 hours every day. Right, exactly. Week. You see what I'm saying? Even though we may be sleep at a certain time, there's some of us who don't get a lot of sleep. There are some of us who work eight hours a day, 12 hours a day, 16 if you work on a double, you know, but what I'm trying to say is there is a product, you know, like Marathon that still pushes you through because you're still an athlete. As long as you're still moving around, you are still an athlete. No matter how you look at it, still oh using them that you would use any other time, i.e. your legs. Yeah. So... And I mentioned that just because that's what I like to use. You know, I know you didn't ask about products, you know, or anything. We're just having regular dialogue. That is important because if we're talking about a marathon, your life is a marathon. Yes. Your life is different. You didn't just wake up and say, hey, I'm going to go hard for a couple of years and then I'm done. No, you're trying to work to get to that next promotion. Yeah. So that's a marathon. You're trying to work to get to the NFL. That's a marathon. You're trying to work to be the best version of you that you can be. That is a marathon. It's not going to happen overnight. So the same way that you prepare for your life skills is the same way you need to prepare for your nutritional and your health skills. hundred percent. Oh my God. Yeah. Are you, you, yeah, no, I think again, we've, we probably have beaten this dead horse. What I've learned as I've gotten older, you can't skip steps, right? You just can't. There's a lot of times I've went to a certain step, Uh, a perfect example, as crazy as it sounds, Ikea furniture, right? It's like Legos. If you skip a step, Mm -hmm. Your furniture is fucked. It's messed up. You're done. You, you know what I mean? The front left end might fall in. <laughs> I uh, I did a Lego project. Speaking of Legos, talk about it. I did a Lego project with my youngest daughter. We literally missed putting one thing somewhere and I had to take everything for a few steps off and redo it, right? Like, And I say that analogy because that's what I feel like sometimes life is. So many people want to get to that end goal. Social media is not a great, asset to this because you see so many people, I believe, not really truly happy, but they want to portray that they are. You know, my wife, she's got an idea always. We say this. She wants to do an Instagram account where we show the kids crying, 
bitching, complaining, you know, so many posts of families. It's, oh my God, look at my happy family and smiling kids. And nobody posts their kids crying and falling on the floor, throwing a temper temper tantrum. That's not Instagram cool, right? No, not at all. But don't tell me as a, a father, parent, mother, we don't all have that kid that's done that. Absolutely. What you just said is, is I want to I want to bring this up. And you often hear David Goggins talk about this. Again, when I went to go meet him and told him, he said this. Social media allows you to be who you want to be, not who you really are. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say it again for everybody. Social media allows you to be who you want to be, not who you really are. Yeah. So if I want to go out here, example, and I want to 6 a.m. I want to say, hey, every day, 6 a.m., I'm getting up and I'm getting after and I'm running. And I record myself doing it. The reality is, what's the end game? What's the other side of that camera? Because that story is only 30 seconds. That reel is only, story is only 15 seconds. Okay, so do I want to show the end result as well? Because now that turns into a journey. You can branch off to whichever route Mm -hmm. you want. 100%. I like that, yeah. You want to be a motivator, be a motivator. You want to be a vlogger, be a vlogger. If you want to be informational, be informational. And if you want to chase followers and views, chase followers and views. The reality is social allows you to be who you want to be, not who you really are. So one thing that I can tell everybody is be who you are. And you you can take any tips from it. You know, we often talk about this. I I used to, when I was in the military, I taught the soldiers this, you know, even in law enforcement, I've, I've taught police officers this, you know, take the good, bad, everything, take all Mm -hmm. of them, whether it was a bad lesson you learned or whether it was a good lesson you learned, take both of them on the left and the right, combine them and make them the best. Because what what do we know about nutrition, right? Hami, I can say, Hey, Hami, man, you know, you just did 26.2 brother. Uh, what nutrition did you use? So you tell me, and then I automatically get on Amazon. I order it. Right. And then I say, what watch did you use brother? And you say, I use this watch. So guess what I do without, I don't care. You did a marathon. So therefore, whatever you did, I'm 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 the new expert on the topic. That's it. You are in the military. In the military is called SME, subject matter expert. Right. You are an SME of it. And I say, well, what shoes did you wear? And you say, right. I wore these, Smitty. And I'm saying, oh, man, I need to get me a pair of those. Okay? Because now what I just did, social media allowed me to be who I wanted to be, not who I really am. If Hami went out here and did 26.2, I'm going to do 26.2. I got the same watch. I got the same nutrition, the same shoes, and the same socks. So, therefore, I should be able to do it with my no. eyes closed. And then, yep. you know what? Afterwards, I signed up for this marathon. I looked at my bank account and I realized that the marathon was a hundred something dollars. The nutrition was another 50 or 60. The shoes were about 150. I had to travel to get there. Before I know it, I say to myself, whoa, okay. All right. That's one thing that I wasn't expecting because you didn't plan it. No. You didn't prioritize what needs to happen. You didn't train for that part of it. You just were like, oh, if I just get what he got, I'm good. Right. Okay. 100%. Well, I'm I'm already failing myself because I didn't ask Tommy for the keys to success from start to finish. I just asked specific questions. What nutrition do you use? I go buy it. I go buy it. So that's why I want to say, you know, when you're out here, maybe do reviews, start looking at reviews, start looking at what people are saying about the product. You know, you can use some nutrition and then by mile seven, you got to run to the bathroom. No, a hundred percent. My example on the motivation part, and I love, because this is why I want to talk to you about this, because I I believe you do a great job of this. 
it gets on my nerves. I've stopped following a lot of people because, and you guys can all see all my social media accounts. I hate the work hard. Oh, go work hard. Go work hard. Go work hard. So I'll give you an example. You and I have talked about this before in person. My wife's father is a custodian at a high school. Okay. If he goes and works hard, is he going to become a millionaire overnight? <clears throat> Why are the Gary V's? Why are the people on social media telling you to work hard? Like, it's great talk, right? It's great rah-rah. Absolutely. But it's not. So what I love about the runners, right? Tell someone to go run three miles tomorrow. And then yeah. how do they feel? So part of me, let me talk. I want to say this with you on the air, on the podcast. When I started doing my 6 a.m. runs, I got to work every single day. And this is very important for people to hear. And this is probably the cockiest statement I'm ever going to say. And I hope I don't lose uh, friends or followers or people liking our product. But when I used to get up at six in the morning, go run get to work. I then used to see people rolling in the work like they literally just rolled out of bed. And in my mind, I'm, I'm a sports guy. So you know where I'm going with this. I'm like, I'm, I'm better than you. I got the lead on you. I'm ahead of you right now. I'm going to go get that promotion. I'm going to go yep. hand in the project before you. I'm better than you. And guess what? My six in the morning runs, just that action was getting me promotions was making me successful professionally. Ari and I talked about this on the first podcast, just kind of talking about my mentality a little bit. You're big on famous people and social media. So I'm going to ask you, name me, think of every major CEO that's a billionaire right now. Name me the fattest out of shape one. We talked about it before. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't exist. Exactly. They all spend millions of dollars. LeBron James spent $4 million a year on his body. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Uh, Tim Cook for Apple, forget nutrition and working out. The guy spends millions of dollars on his security detail and traveling private so he cannot be in the plane with other sick people. You know what I'm saying? Like these people go to the ends of the earth to take care of their health. Why do you think they do that? Let me tell you. There's a key there. So the whole work hard, quit your job, take a gamble, go work hard tomorrow, work harder than the other person. I'm sorry, you know, Officer Smith, that's bullshit. I'm on the same page with you. Go run tomorrow for three miles, five miles, six miles, then go to work. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel a little, and I I don't want people to go out there tomorrow and become some cocky asshole. Yeah, absolutely. I don't want to do that. No. So what's your thought there? How do you feel about how working out gives you, I don't want to say the upper hand, but in a way I do. How do you feel that these working out? And I want to go back to your power of consistency is one of my favorite quotes. It's in everything you do. Working Mm -hmm. out every day, what does that do for you? Why are you where you are? What's your sauce, if I may ask that? Absolutely. So what what this does for me is this is a lifestyle. Right. This is a lifestyle. I want everybody around me to include me and people that are going to try to take my spot eventually as I get older and retire and do different. I want them to become better. So I know that if I'm working out every single day, I'm doing better. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling healthy. I'm not going to let anything happen to me in life and look back and say, man, I wish I would have just worked out a little bit better, man. Maybe I wouldn't have got these results. Okay. So what do I mean by that? If, you know, when I was in the military, you had to carry heavy rucksacks. You have to do different things like that. Because if I'm ever put to the test in the military, I need to be ready. Right. 
you know, I'm not really getting into law enforcement, but if there's ever a foot pursuit and I need to go run, you know what I mean? I have to be ready. There is yeah. a level that I must maintain. Now, one of the things that I do in my job now is I work with the kids for the police athletic league. So yeah. we're always working with the kids. I never want the kids to come in there and say, man, he never really works out with us. He never runs with us. He never does anything. Yeah. And um, by the way, kids want to, and I learned this from my kids, they genuinely want to play with you. And I don't know how to explain that. That sounded like they genuinely like the adults that truly play. like when I say play, my favorite adults growing up yeah. were the adults that actually would run and play wiffle ball with us. Like those it's, adults are the ones I remember. Right. Yeah. And and I'm, I try not to be that to my kids. I don't want and I'm getting older. It's harder. But I don't want to be the adult just sitting in a chair watching the kids play in the front yard. But what does it come back to? It comes back to a healthy lifestyle. Right. And it also back to a mentality. Okay. Does your energy level allow you to do that? Okay. Yeah. Or like, man, you know, I wish that I can do that, but it comes back to this though. I don't want to be the one that sits back and say, I wish I could have, or I would have, yeah. I don't want to back messed up and then finally say, man, you know what? I wish a couple of years ago, I got out here and got after it with my kids uh-huh. or I went out. No, do it. I'm telling you guys. That's why I say every day you wake up, you already win. Get out yeah. there and do it. You don't have to. Now, do we all use some sort of inspiration? Some of us. I never said a different type of motivation because you can be self-motivated, but is there some sort of inspiration? Maybe a a famous quote, maybe, you know, a nice video that you heard, or maybe, you know, something like that, that that Mm -hmm. motivates you and inspires you to want to do more. Or maybe, yes, you do see the little LeBron James and you see the fancy houses or cars and you're like, I want to get there. And you can but you got to put in the work that what we're talking about is internal work, self-work, working yes, with your That's what, yep. Because what good is it if you go out here and you work every day, you get all the money, you get everything that you need, but you lose your family because you're always... Well, they always say, what's the thing? They say fame, fame doesn't change people. What is the quote? Fame brings out the real you. It brings out the real you, you know, more money, more problems, you know, but for some people, that's, that's, you know, and it's all, but the reality is that's why you have to understand what it is that you want to do. And if anybody, anybody who is listening to this, I don't want you to take my words of, Hey, you got to get out here. You got to go run a marathon. Cause we talk about marathons a lot. I want you to take from this, that you need to start. That's what I want you to take off. I want you to take the fact that you need to start and you need to have a starting point. And if, if it's, I want to really start running, then start. Yeah. All you have to do is start walking. Mm-hmm. And then maybe all you have to do is start jogging. And the reason that I say that is because before I went to the military, I loved to run up and down the court for basketball, but mm-hmm. I never truly loved to run mileage. Right. Okay. I went into there. It was always two mile runs, two mile runs. That's not bad. Two mile run to do a prerequisite qualification for special forces assessment and selection in ranger school, five mile run in under 40 minutes. Wow. Now we had to put mileage and time together. And then I got out of the military, became, you know, a correctional officer and police officer. And there was limits and standards that you had to pass for running. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and your pushups and your sit-ups. So what I started to value was I started saying to myself, this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. I've done more. So why can't I do more? So that's when those five miles, if I did five miles before, let's see if we can go up a little bit. Maybe we can get to 10. So let me hear. I want to play something. This is funny. Oh. I just sent this to my daughter today. And here, I don't know who this is. It's a, um, 
It's from, I'm going to, I'll share the link on the podcast for this, but I want you guys to kind of see this for a second or hear this at least. Let me turn this up real quick as I play it. Practice and practice and practice. Practice makes what? Absolutely not. Just not all that belief system. (laughs) Practice makes improvement. You can always better your best. You can always go beyond anything that you have ever done. You never hit a state of perfection. You're always bigger than what you do. And so all you're looking for are new breakthroughs through practice and practice and practice. You'll get better and better and better. Practice and practice and practice. So he's saying, and I, I never thought, I always, I'm, you know me, I'm a Kobe fan, Jordan. I always was like, I tell my kid, practice makes perfect. Practice, like, and I, the Iverson, right? What's practice? I love that, what he's saying. I'm going to send you this link. We'll post it when we do it. What this gentleman's saying is, no, no, no. Practice doesn't make, what I love what he's saying, because he's saying, and we going back to even us talking about social media, perfection does not exist. It doesn't. No. Has anyone ever had a perfect basketball game? No. Uh-uh. Has your uh-uh. has your son ever had a perfect football game? No, nah, no perfect. It doesn't exist, right? Perfection no. doesn't exist. Now, has your son had amazing football games? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so what he's saying is you practice, you get better, and every day you're ahead of where you were yesterday. Do a little you know more. What I mean? A little more, a little more, a little more. So, and that's where I love, again, going back, it really ties in with your consistency thing, right? You might not want to get out of bed today, right? But doing that today, that little bit is going to put you on a better path than you were the day before, the day before. Your body's going to thank you for it. I want to end, uh, we got to wrap this up soon, but I want to end on kind of this too. One of the craziest things in my life that happened, if I don't run on a Sunday, my wife will immediately say, you're grumpy. You didn't run today yet, did you? Yeah, that, that needs to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does she know? Listen, I definitely don't believe I'm an asshole. I don't. I truly pride myself not to be, especially to my family who I love to death. But when Absolutely. my wife says you're grumpy, I can tell you didn't run. It's almost like hangry, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what are your thoughts there? How are you different? Let's say circumstances. You're traveling. You're traveling for pal, for work. Let's say there's no treadmill, no trails to run. Are you like that a little bit too? Are you getting a kind of a little bit of a grumpy down mood when you can't work out? Absolutely. I think that's that third craziness that everybody gets towards is like, I have to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you're just like, I got to do something. I haven't done anything, but but I'm a little different to whereas I'll start looking at the clock. Okay. Earlier on this podcast, I mentioned that there's 24 hours in a day. So if I travel somewhere, I've been at work all day long, I'm already 12 hours out. Right. With 12 hours, it's going to be a whole nother day. Yeah. So now I'm saying to myself, I'm antsy. I got to do something. I have to do something, whether it's push-ups, sit-ups, or whatever the case may be. And it does change the mentality because you're anxious and you're like, I got to get it. Because now it's a race against time for that day. Because once the day passes, do we get get it back? No, get it back because that's the thing about time. And then what we said about consistency. So as you say, every time, you you know, you hear me speak, I always say there's power and consistency. Okay. We can do something every single day. We can have an active lifestyle every single day, but if we do the same thing every single day, we have to just do a little bit more because there's a power. You become more powerful. So there's power and consistency because you're going to get stronger at doing what you do. If you run a mile every day, every other day or whatever, let's just say this week's training plan was one mile every day for a week. The next week is two miles every day or every other day for that week. And then three miles. Eventually, you're getting stronger. There's yeah. power. 
Well, it's also power in, I feel like to your point, I always try to, because obviously being an entrepreneur, being a a business owner, there's professional power and consistency. Let me explain this. We talk about top CEOs, getting up at five in the morning, checking your emails, having that daily routine. I feel like what I've read about CEOs and businessmen and women, the most successful ones are like to a script with routines. So like if something goes off the routine, that's not happy for them or they're not, you know what I mean? So for me, getting up, getting those first couple of emails that I feel like, oh my God, this happened while I was asleep. Let me knock this out. Let me go take my same run. Let me go run. Let me get to work. Let me, um, one thing about me. So you guys kind of know I get up, uh, obviously COVID kind of helped this. Let me tell people my routine. I get up, I go do my 6am run. I come home, I get my 6am coffee, go back to the computer, do a little bit of work at my dining room table. Obviously people know this is, I have the luxury that, you know, and COVID helped that we can kind of sometimes work ever, wherever we want nowadays. You know, people work at Starbucks all day, you know, but those are my routines. I may not get to the warehouse sometimes till nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. That doesn't mean I'm not productive, right? Yeah. I, was, I was still up early. I was still working. But if my day doesn't get those knocked out, like the morning is my busiest time of just getting those emails, getting that structure, getting all that done, getting my run done. And then out the rest of the day, you know, uh, Anthony, there's days I'm done at two o'clock in the afternoon because I got everything done. You got everything done. You check the block, done deal. Right. There's days I'm here tonight. There's days I'm here at the office till 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of work today. You know what I mean? So I want you to kind of, we'll, we'll close up on that because one of the things I wanted to say is the running, this is, was your quote. I want you to wrap this up in this bow. And that's why I say this, it's the outlet, right? It's that routine for me, my outlet, my to-dos, myself, like everything right there. It kept me sane. It got my stuff done. I'm structured. Let's wrap up. One of the last points you really wanted to hammer home was the outlet aspect of it. I get more and more white hairs every day with just family stuff, kids, business, but what is your thought on the outlet aspect of it, mentality, and what you kind of wanted to say is the outlet aspect of it? I I talked a lot. I'm sorry. I'll let you go. No, no. Let me tell you, brother, you never have to apologize, man. So one of the things is we need to look at outlets in life. Okay. You have to get yours, right? You know, you do everything you work, you take care of family, you take care of, you know, dinner, everything. And you're like, man, I didn't even get a workout in. Okay. Which do is you need to figure out your outlet. And yep. that outlet for me, for example, is running. My outlet is running. That is one time and one place, ladies and gentlemen, where I can get away from it all. Wow. Unless you're out running with me, there's nothing that's bothering me. There's nothing that I have to worry about. It's easy for me to go out on a run and do more today than I did the day before. It's easy for me to go out for three miles and turn around and look down at the watch <laughs> and say, Oh, I just did six. Okay. Because my outlet from the work, from the family, from everything is left behind me as I'm running away. I'm not saying running away from problems. That's not what I'm saying. You never run away from anything. What I'm saying is as you're running away, as you're running, as you're moving, it's you against you. Think about this for your marathon. Okay. You had support. You know, we know Mm -hmm. that. Problem. You had support. But when you were doing the marathon, what pacer did you have that been doing all the training for all this time? Who was next to you when you were running? Oh, Who I actually mean, was, was there? It was you. Yeah. You had to do the proper things to get through it. Now I'm saying everybody's there to support, but it was you 
overcoming that obstacle. Mm-hmm. Outlet that I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, find your outlet, find your why. Why are you doing what you do? If it's to be a healthy, lead a healthier lifestyle, if it's to make sure that you're going to be around for a long time with your kids and your family, do it. If yeah. you want to do ultra marathons and marathons, find your outlet, do it. Yeah. You have always to, to, to that point when the race was starting and throughout the race, it was crazy. Obviously you're behind people and you're, that, that actually made me feel great that I wasn't always, what do you call it? I wasn't so-called last, right? But I, <laughs> I would I would come up on people who were maybe a little bit slower than me. And I loved on the back of everyone's shirts. Obviously me, I was pushing 6 a.m. You talk about outlet, but just the one lady I remember off the top of my mind, there was so many, but if you've ran many marathons, you've done triathlons, I don't know how they kind of, a little bit of it becomes a blur. But the one lady, I'm getting to my point that I remember in the beginning, she literally uh, had the bib in front of her, but I was behind her in the wave in the pool where we were about to take off. Picture of her son, paper clipped to her shirt and the charity for suicide prevention. Wow. Right? So that was one of many. There were so many people. I remember one girl said something about her dad. It's tough to kind of read as you're running, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it made me kind of feel bad. Here I am. I'm pushing myself in 6 a.m. run, right? Um, But I loved the storytelling that was going on with seeing these people that had a purpose, had that outlet, exactly what you're just talking about. What kept them going was the loss of a loved one. The loved one may be suffering from something and they were exactly, I want to, it's kind of funny how we're ending it. Also, we talked about this when we started. I can walk, I can run, you know, so-and-so can't. And I'm doing it for that person who is no longer with us, who no longer can do this, but I can. I want to end on one analogy. You've really hammered a lot of this home, but I want to end on this. It's the old analogy. And I love this. I want to say two analogies. I want you to wrap this up, but I want to say two analogies. One, there's a guy that wants a Ferrari, right? You probably know you, we've all heard this before, right? There's a guy who has a car, but his dream is to have a Ferrari, right? Okay. There's a guy that has a bike and his dream is to have a car. There's a guy that walks and his dream is to have a bike. Mm -hmm. And then there's a guy that's paralyzed and his dream is just to walk. Like you're always, I think people get so woe is me, but we always forget. And this is the hardest thing to do in life to realize, like you just said, you're not behind. There's always people have it worse than you. Every single time. Every, Every single, single time. time. And, and, that, and that's why I say this, um, if, and you know, like you say, we're going to wrap them up. That's why I say, what is your why? There's a yep. reason why you do, you know, and that's why one of my sayings is every day we wake up, we're you all, win. you're all winning. You yeah. said, I'm saying the only reason that you're not running today is because you got busy and you put too much ahead of yourself so that you could not do it. Right. You see, but if you lost somebody that was close to you, you know what I mean? Hey, it would be a different outcome. And if there's somebody who or life has altered their, their life path towards maybe they can't walk or maybe they can't run, they would tell you, I'd love to walk. I'd love to run. You know what I mean? I would do it all day long if I could. Yeah. That's how you, yourself, you know, you, you know, every day we wake up, we already win it and, you know, keep yeah. that mentality and, you know, just every day, every day, do more, do not get comfortable or complacent. Like we said with those three C's, don't get comfortable or complacent. Keep the consistency. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being the best that you can every single day. Just like you were that first day you got in that relationship, that first day you got that job and every single day. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we could talk for hours. We went over an hour. So if anyone just was doing a one hour run, <laughs> you're probably listening to this as you're changing and getting into the into your shower. Listen, hopefully you'll you'll be on some other podcasts as we bring on other guests. My goal, you know, Officer uh, Smith is to obviously have you on as many of these as possible. We're going to continue to bring on different guests of different backgrounds, different everything. You, Edwin, Ari, a lot of people. And um, I feel like there's a lot of messages that we still are going to be able to bring to people. So this was a great hour for me. It's just, I'm like looking at the clock. It's over an hour. It just flew by and we could keep going. Any last words, bud? Hey, no, I just tell you this much, you know, for everybody that's listening, don't look at anybody else's lifestyle right. and say that I can be, be yourself, yeah. be yourself. You can still achieve all those goals and accomplishments you want in life. Just take the right course to get there. If yes. you want higher education, take the right course to get higher education. You want to run a hundred mile run. Hey, I did earlier this year. I take the right steps. If you want to help healthy nutrition, take the right diet. And then more so to take the, taking the right steps, I think, and this is what I love about our group. I don't mean to keep going, but also there's people that can help you. I think what so many of us get so proud about is that we get too proud to say, help me. Right. I called you. We talked about my marathon. Hey, what do you think I need? What do you, you know, and I still, by the way, made mistakes. I didn't do it perfectly by the way, but I think people need to also don't be too proud to pick up a phone and and ask someone for help. You know what I mean? I saw, I was uh, listening on my way to work today. Uh, Kevin Hart was talking about, uh, he had a conversation one time with Tyler Perry and Tyler Perry was like, wow, you know, you're the only person that called me and asks me questions. None of my other celebrity friends pick up the phone and ask me questions. And that guy's like a Oprah type billionaire. Exactly. You, you'd be picking his brain to ask him everything that he can. You know what I mean? Why, and I why think, shouldn't you? Right. And each and every one of us, each and every one of us have, have something, each something other. offer. Absolutely. We all each other. I still ask questions and I will always ask questions because if yeah. something worked for you, I still want to know. Yeah. Because it can potentially help. So always yeah. we, we will always rely on each other yeah. to get it accomplish that mission. Awesome. No, for sure. All right. Well, go, go enjoy All your right. night. You gave us more time than we needed. And I really appreciate that. And I can't wait till this episode launches. And again, thank you so much. And, and I can't wait for you to even be on more. Thank you so much, Mr. Smith. Okay. Have a great night. Thanks everyone. Bye guys.